And we are live, ladies and gents. Welcome to Speak Now Pro Wrestling, August 2nd. Today, we are celebrating the 200th episode of AEW Dynamite. I'm here with my host, my weekly Wednesday host, Righteous Reg. It's the California Connection. Denise, what a great day to get together for our weekly AEW Dynamite post show. This episode was phenomenal. So many great things to talk about tonight. I don't even know where to start. I don't know where to finish. Just greatness. I'm just excited. Let's get into it. I know. So here's the thing. We were just talking about this last week, how there's certain, there was one show, I think it was last week, where I was like, I don't really know what to do with my headline today. And today I changed my headline for this video three times. And yeah. I might change it again because there was so much that happened on today's show that mm -hmm. I'm thinking, oh my God, like it finally feels we are officially on the road to AEW all in. Like it felt yes. like it was kind of on the back burner for a bit, but it's officially mm -hmm. August and it's time and we're making our way there but we had an explosive ending to aew dynamite wow. which we're going to talk about in just a second but before mm -hmm. we get to all of that you guys know the drill if you want to help support myself and reg here on this podcast week in week out we cannot do it with you without you guys if you do want to help support us get your questions your thoughts your hot takes everything uh right here on the stream by sending in a super chat they keep us funded and get your thoughts here on the screen and we got our first a uh, couple of super chats but first i want to thank ebony prince for becoming a member of the dwo here on the youtube yeah. channel we got sheldon jackson who says thank you sheeta Tony's reign was eh, at best. Now, hot take incoming. I was comparing her to Dom's matches. In one what? instance, the interference actually worked and was entertaining. The other just sucked the air out of the match. Wait, what? Huh? What happened? That, this super chat took a turn at one point. Now, hot take incoming. I was comparing her to Dom. Who to Dom? Sheldon? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why we're comparing anyone to Dominic Mysterio here today. Uh, that was not the way that I was planning on getting this podcast going. But you know what, though? Sheldon Jackson did say he had a hot take incoming. That's There's right. nothing worse than That's someone saying they got a hot take and then it's like a cold ass take. No, that was hot as it gets because I'm like, what now? What are you talking about, Sheldon? But I respect it. I see it. That interference and stuff like that and having Soraya involved in all these things can get a little bit into a zone that gets kind of uncomfortable for people. So I understand. Heidi Ho says, holy Sheeta. Amir yeah. F sends in a super chat saying the moment Sheeta came out for her entrance and looked emotional, I knew what time it was. Let's effing go. Big homie kitchen says he caro Sheeta the truth. I told y'all last week, dog, we moved Alameo. Uh, Reggie Simmons sends in a very generous super chat saying, Somewhere, our brother Will Washington is curled up in fetal <laughs> position just like me because our champion has been recrowned. Yeah. A grapple geekery sends in a super chat saying, respect, walk. What do you say? Respect. What are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? I just did a really poor impression of Pantera, by the way. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm glad that you attempted it, though. That's all that really matters out here. Yeah. I did a really bad job, but I love that song. Uh, Eloquent says, a Nick need to pull up Swerve with that blicky. <laughs> I don't understand any of the words. You just don't know used. what that means. <laughs> What's a blicky? <laughs> Reg. 
<laughs> Nick needs to pull up on Swerve with the Blicky. Oh, Blicky. Um, the Blicky, yeah. Okay, but what, what is a Blicky? What would uh take a take a wild guess what that could be? Hold on, Nick. Nick needs to mm-hmm. pull up on Swerve with the Blicky. The Blicky. <laughs> I have no idea because what I'm could be the, the blicky? only thing that comes up to mind is what rhymes with Blicky is Hickey, but that doesn't make no. any sense in this no. context. <laughs> Absolutely not. No Hickeys are involved at all. So here. I don't get it. Okay, Blicky. I mm-hmm. don't know, Reg. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have to explain this one because my brain <laughs> went to Hickey. Blicky is a gun, Denise. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's a cuter <laughs> name for a gun. I would much rather say Blicky than gun. Gun right? just like Doesn't yeah. it sound a little bit fancier? Like, yeah, oh, like oh, up with the Blicky. Here's my Blicky. Oh, ill, ill. I hate it. I hate yeah, it. Yeah, no, when it's the Blicky, though, it like it lets off. So it's not a good thing. <laughs> I mean, it sounds cuter, but let's be real. Oh. It's not cuter at all. <laughs> it's not cuter at all. Everbrand says, I'm telling you, Cole turns on MJF at all in. Uh, Dream Ninja sends in a super chat saying, Okay, Reg, can you call Will and make sure the final stage of his signing bonus is coming? Mercedes versus <laughs> Sheeta when she's healthy. Also, swerve doing work. We got so many super chats, guys. iChurch Pastor says, hey, Denise and Reg, the Kelly Connection, an awesome and essential show. Thank you so much to iChurch Pastor Thank Blaster. You. Hunter Tillman sends in a very generous super chat saying, hey, Denise and Reg, great 200th episode of AEW Dynamite tonight. Happy as hell for Sheeta since she only got to be the pandemic champion and the whole right. effing show versus Jack Perry next week. Let's freaking go. So hyped for all in. Roberto mm-hmm. Arsenal says Sheeta deserves a run with a live crowd. Grapple nice. Geekery says, I appreciated the effort, Denise. Yes. <laughs> Matt Ray Kiel says, hi, Denise and Reg. Have a great show. Swerve is a menace. Leaving for Detroit in the AM. Thank nice. you so much to Hangover Bob for the generous super chat. Blaka says, women main event and Sheeta wins title tonight. Think I know right. who made that sign made TV last week. Thanks, Will. Metalhead for Life sends in a super sticker. And then Mr. Acosta says, great show, but not one mention of Punk by MJF. All right, so now that we got through these super chats, let's talk about the first thing. And the first thing that everybody wants to talk about is the main event for AEW Dynamite 200. And it was Tony Storm defending her AEW Women's World Championship against Hikaru Shida. Reg, I want to start off by asking you, Given that last week our majority of a show was literally about the AEW women's division and Mm -hmm. also the sign that that person had, which said to book the women's division better. Mm -hmm. And now here we are with the women main eventing, not on their usual spot of the night. And we end up getting a phenomenal match with a great surprising end to it. What did you make of all of this? An agenda has been... We've seen an agenda right before our eyes. There was this guy. He used to be on my podcast, and he would talk all the time. Every podcast, he would wear this shirt. He just was a big fan of this person. And for some reason, he joins the company, and now she is the women's world champion. I don't – I'm not putting it together. I don't know. I was just, like, pulling that out of thin air. No, seriously, this was a great moment to cap off a great show like when it was happening i was shocked and then when i was like oh yeah and this is also the 200th episode of dynamite like it felt even better like it was like wow this is really awesome Sheeta, like people are saying in the chat 
was the pandemic champion, so she didn't get to experience all these great live crowds as the champion, but she never stopped working like a champion. She never stopped working hard. All her matches were amazing. She stayed over the whole time. Kind of somebody that just worked from the beginning for AEW to push this women division when people were saying, this division needs this, this division needs that. Why aren't they getting more? Why aren't they getting that? So for them to have this great match and then she to get this surprise victory, great finish. The crowd was super hot into it. She's emotional, like just a great moment all around. Right, Denise? It definitely was like I wasn't expecting for this match to be the main event. And the second mm -hmm. that this match was announced, I, I realized it maybe uh, I realized it um, probably halfway through the show or not halfway, halfway through the second hour, excuse me, that this was going to be the main event because I had the card right in front of me and I'm looking at it. I'm going, oh man, it's a tag team match. The mm -hmm. only match that is left here is the women's match. And I'm like, oh my God, like this is going to be the main event. And I started thinking like, if this is the main event, there is going to be a major surprise. And the only major surprise that I can expect here is Hikaru Shida actually becoming the champion. Correct. Now, Let's break this down for a second because mm -hmm. I'm going to be real with everybody. And, and we got someone already mentioned it in the super chats earlier is that we weren't necessarily feeling Tony Storm's reign right now. Yeah, it wasn't. It's so unfortunate, too, because I thought Tony Storm's first reign was one of my favorite AEW women's championships and reigns of all of AEW's existence. So I was it, going into this new one. I was expecting that kind of same thing to happen. Her, her to be a defending champion, kind of going at it for every, you know, every dynamite, every show that happens essentially. And she's had some great matches, but being kind of tied in with the uh, outcasts and all that homegrown stuff kind of devalued what the AEW women's champion kind of represented. So I could see how that happens, but I just, it's Tony storm. And I can't be like, that was a bad reign. Cause like Tony storm is amazing. Like her matches are every time she got the camera and every time she had the opportunity to be the women's champion, it was great. So I'm like, you know, it's, it's hard. It is hard. And that's the thing. Like when you think about, okay, like we look at this list and now uh, Sheeta is not only a two-time uh, women's champion, but mm -hmm. she's also now the ninth champion. But when you look at this list, if ever since, so obviously we had Sheeta was the third champion. She held that for 372 days there. Mm -hmm. But after that, like once we actually got to everything that happened, once Brett Baker lost the title, it kind of seemed like things were rocky, right? So you had yeah. Thunder Rosa that unfortunately due to her surgery mm -hmm. you know things went the way that they did where you know she was a champion for you know they have her here as 172 days but mm -hmm. she was the champion because you had an interim champion right. which kind of got things a little bit fussy right mm -hmm. and i remember thinking like okay once jamie hater once Jamie Hayter won the championship, I kind of felt like that was going to be the person that was going to help get the women's division right back on track. And then right. unfortunately, Jamie Hayter mm -hmm. gets injured and things don't exactly work out the way that we thought they were. So mm -hmm. now I'm kind of feeling like, okay, once we got the bout back on Tony Storm, to me, that moment felt like, okay, well, this is only happening because Jamie Hayter is injured. Right. And this probably makes the most sense, creatively speaking. Mm -hmm. But now that Sheeta has the chance championship once again reg you tell me like how do you feel because i feel like this is finally going to be our moment to get the women's division back 
on track because from the sounds of it, it looks like Jamie is going to be out for a little while. Uh, I'm not expecting her back anytime soon based on what we've been hearing. And mm -hmm. so I feel like this is it. Like Sheeta's going to be the one to get the title back on track and the division back on track. Yeah, I feel like this is my one of the most perfect people to kind of slot into the spot of like we thought we were going to have Jamie we're going into this huge show with Jamie would have played a big part of considering where it is but you know we're going to pivot and to pivot with who Carl Sheeta who like we said when she was the pandemic champion not in front of the crowds she still was tearing it up every one of those matches was fire they had heat she's an incredible baby face and to be able to see that every week or every time she showcased in front of these crowds and everybody's hyped on on Sheeta so any venues that she's at, there's a lot of Sheeta fans. So for her to be the world champion in doing that and going to be having these great matches with a new different crop of women from when she was world champion, this is like the perfect timing for this. Sheeta's going to kill it. I'm so glad that you mentioned the new crop of women because that mm -hmm. is true. And yep. so now we're getting this new version of Sheeta. And like I go back and you were mentioning something earlier and it made me go back up and kind of bring up all the matches that Sheeta has done. But you mentioned the thing about Cheetah is that she works and she works yeah. hard. And mm -hmm. I truly believe that that's the reason why uh, AEW decided to put the title back on Hikaru Shida. Because when I think back to some of the things that I really enjoyed from the women's division last year, and I wanted to make sure I got the dates and everything right, was one of the stories that really stood out to me. One of the feuds that really stood out to me in the women's division was Hikaru Shida and the work that she did with Serena Deeb. Oh, yeah. Her and Serena Deeb. He tore it up and those are kind of that was kind of a moment where AEW was kind of in the swing so they didn't have they weren't as hot as like they could be now and like people need to go back and watch those matches if they haven't seen them because Sheeta was tearing it up and then she which the matches that she did with Deeb showed a different side of her and the side kind of like a more vicious side kind of leading to the Sheeta that we have today so wow yeah those are some times and that's the thing, like, I'm looking at all of the matches that she did, like, Girl Was Working, Dark, Dark Elevation, yeah. all of these matches here that she's had, like, her list of all of the opponents and things that she's been doing throughout the year have mm -hmm. really felt like every time that she wasn't sidelined due to an injury or something like that, that she was always, you know, working and hustling. And I think that's part of the reason why we're seeing Hikaru Shida right now as the champion. So this mm -hmm. kind of feels like we're kind of, re we're starting this new era of the division and i feel like after last week where that sign that literally went viral and everybody yeah. was talking about it and it led to all of these additional conversations about the women's division i feel like that was really this moment where i mean i could only wonder reg if you're aw you're gonna start to think like damn we need to make sure we kind of switch things up right yeah and it's kind of a good thing to show it being the 200th episode of dynamite the main event it kind of puts faith in like look we hear you guys here are the women here are some great women here's a great moment one thing we're also not thinking about was Sheeta being the new champion she's back and forth to japan you want to talk about adding prestige she's in japanese promotions if she has the AEW's women's championship and she's defending over there and being a strong champion like she is in AEW, like imagine the prestige that that's going to add onto the AEW women's championship so what are we thinking for all in? Like, what do we think is going to be the all in match now that she's the champion? Like what direction do we see? Um, I don't know. Like, do we see a rematch with uh, Tony and uh, Sheeta? I feel like that would be like a direction to go. 
But yeah. I feel like because we've seen that already here tonight, we could probably do something a little bit more. I don't know. Like, is there anybody that you're like, this screams, this is the person that it should be? Or Britt Baker, for example. Britt mm -hmm. Baker's been starting to get them wins, wins again. Mm -hmm. That could be a reason. We sure. were talking about how they were like heat, heating her back up after she won uh, against uh, Kayla Sparks and then Ty Valkyrie. So then maybe Britt mm -hmm. Baker could be part of, you know, this whole new thing with Sheeta. Yeah, no, I think maybe the Tony rematch, if they just kind of build from now to then, like Tony rematch cause or whatever, however she gets there. And then Tony needs a big moment too. Like she's been caught into some unfortunate moments that weren't really her fault or times or whatever. And so she could have a really big moment at Wembley too, which would also be a kind of great thing to and the story to tell. So I could see that match. But then also, I mean, there's a wide open you know, layout of great women's wrestlers that could fill this. I want to see Athena wrestle. Like, hey, let's have Athena wrestle her there. Let's have that great match. I don't know. There could be anything. That's what's great about Sheeta is it's now like she's not really attached to anything. So like from here, it could be like anybody. It's wide open. Right. And if you notice, like a lot of the women have had their best matches against Sheeta, like exactly. throughout the year. So I yep. feel like now the uh, like you mentioned, the pool, the table, it's open for mm -hmm. all of these different types of challengers and these different types of challenges because yeah. Sheeta is able to have those types of matches with whoever it is that she's in the ring with. So I think that's going to be kind of the exciting thing. But we got so many super chats, guys. Thank you so much. Let's get to them. This one is from Hangover Bob, who says, Hollywood, you go, girl. Uh, Dante <laughs> NYC says, here's some cash for attempting Pantera. Nice. Uh, so happy for Sheeta. She deserves to hold the championship in front of the fans. I agree. Because yep. mm -hmm. one of the people, and I know we're not going to talk about this right now, but I do want to mention is I always thought of this for Drew McIntyre when he was champion in the pandemic era. And oh, I always yeah, thought yeah. how that sucked. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, it does suck to be at the top of the mountain and whatever company or division you're a part of and then not have those opportunities with the fans. And then especially when they set up the moment on a silver platter at a pay-per-view in front of your home fans and here's the platter, you have them win the world championship here, but you instead have him sing off the show with the boxer. Yeah, that's true. Arrow <laughs> Holmes sends in a super chat. I uh, didn't write anything, but thank you so much to Arrow Holmes. Delayed grad says, holy Sheeta sets up all-in match for Soraya. Or maybe Mercedes Monet because she has been trading again since late June. Has she? Do you think we're going to see Mercedes at all-in? I mean, if there's any moment to debut Mercedes, the what Tony Khan on this show, I'm sure we're going to talk about very here soon, deemed as the biggest wrestling show of all time. Mercedes Monet here in a match is amazing, I think. A great idea. But I don't know the uh, the the diagnosis on Mercedes. I'm still like, I haven't seen what's going on with her ankle. I don't know anything. Don, a.k.a. Smiley Girl, sends in a super chat saying, Hi, Denise. Hi, Reg. Bad move on Adam Cole's part. Didn't read the fine print on the contract. What's the swerve Ooh. going to be? Who's turning on who? And who will Rod and will Roddy get involved? We'll talk about that in just a second. Mm -hmm. Lawrence Ross says, Hi, Denise. Regarding 200 episodes in the bag, did we just get RVD? I thought maybe we'd get Uncle Bully. Uh, we got RVD Ooh. here, man. RVD is, I'm excited. We'll talk about that too in just a second. Yep. Justin Martin says, what a great show. Happy 200 AEW. Holy Sheeta. Congrats to the new champ on finally getting her full crowd moment. Nobody deserves this more. Thanks. Benoit Richter suggests uh, Sheeta versus Kyrie at Wembley. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, 
Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, y'all are making some great suggestions out here. I'm like, yeah, they, I haven't seen one bad match yet where I'm just like, no, don't do that. That's how versatile Sheeta is. Ever Brand says, who will be the first to hold the women's and the TBS title? Honestly, at this point, I don't even know because it's just like two totally different. We're seeing two totally different sets of, you know, competitors and women hold the AEW Women's Championship and the TBS title. But yeah. I I don't know. I mean, I could even see that happening for Tony now that she's already got two AEW Women's Championships under her belt. Like I can True. easily see something like that happening where she ends up becoming the one to get the TBS title. But who knows? Definitely. Uh, Grapple Geekery says, rinse, repeat. I mean, interfere, spray paint, repeat got really old for the outcasts. I love all three of them, but they were not booked well. Did you like the way that this all played out? Because there was that moment where Tony Storm spray painted her in the eye and then hit the yeah. Storm Zero, uh, mm -hmm. but she got kicked out. And I thought that was like, the that was the moment where I'm like, okay, she's officially, officially winning. Right. Yeah, no, I think uh, I understand the outcast thing, but I think they had a lot of shining moments. Like, I think Ruby benefited a lot kind of from it. Like, I think the one Saray is the one that didn't really get the best benefit because like some of her promos kind of turned people off. But I think Ruby probably more than any of them really benefited from the hill turn and being able to talk on the mic. I don't think it was a total failure, but there was moments where it did get older. They were doing that rinse and repeat like Grapple Geek Geekery is saying here, like every week it's spray paint. Somebody comes in and interferes, spray paint and interferes is like, no, nah. but it really worked here with this, uh, with that false finish moment of her spraying her in the eyes, hitting her with the pile driver. Really good stuff. Got me good. The misses outweighed the hits with the outcasts. That's like the summary of it all. Mm -hmm. uh, Tony Campbell says we need Jade Cargill versus Britt uh, Brit Baker and Mercedes Monet uh, to do a one-off for all in. Uh, I don't know how when we're going to see Jade Cargill back. Uh, Dream Ninja 77 says, wow, there is a picture of most of the roster on the stage giving Sheeta a standing ovation. Oh. Line up front and center cheering her head off hits the feels. Wow, that's super cool, man. That's really great. And Grapple Geekery says, I believe they're booking the women better if it starts happening consistently. We've had amazing moments like these in the past with no follow up. Fair. That's that fair. is very fair. Very mm -hmm. fair. Delayed grad says, correction, Mercedes has been rehab rehabbing since late July, July. not okay. late June. So there is a chance to see her at all in or all out. Keep in mind, like, because these events, big events are so close to one another, there's going to be this quick turnaround for what matches we're going to see at all in. Like right now, you right. can't even say, oh, this is the match that I'm expecting for all in mm -hmm. because we're building into all out. I mean, sorry, to you got it. Reverse. Yeah. <laughs> Reverse. All We're out. We can't expect the matches. In. There you go. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, some fans are going to have to like kind of expect them to book the all-out show a little bit later, considering it's like a week later. Like We might get a lot of the matches on the Dynamite and Collision for the show, and people just have to accept that just because how close these two shows are. Exactly. Uh, Shy Town Spurs says, Fate of Four-Way, Baker, Sheeta, Storm, Soraya for All-In. I can see oh, okay. that as a strong possibility. Yeah, I like that. Heidi Ho says Sheeta versus Nia Jackson Wembley book at Tony. <laughs> Heidi Ho, we're going to have to cancel you for this one. Take <laughs> it easy, bro. <laughs> um, Meet Norma says, Sub Denise Reg, I'm still doing the Daniel Garcia dance and now Vince <laughs> may be gone. How many picks has Will taken with Sheeta so far? 200. <laughs> it is a 200 episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ebony Princess Taya and Sheeta at All In. I don't know. I, I don't know. I think I don't see that one necessarily too much as a possibility. And yeah. Hangover Bob says any possible way that they can do a four way for the women's title and an exploding ring match. I could only hope. 
Where did that exploding ring come from? Why do you want all that? I think I think he's going uh, more so for the uh, exploding barbed wire death match. Gotcha. He wants to see a big explosion. I'm, that's okay. I understand. Uh, thank you so much to Hangover Bob. All right. So there you go. That's pretty much what went down uh, with the woman. We got another super chat here from Leonard mm-hmm. Aarons III, who says this month is going to be interesting with the women. Julia is heading this way in a few weeks. Deanna has an open challenge for the Multiverse United 2. Now Sheeta is back as the women's champion. Nice. All right, so we've been talking a whole lot about All In. So I'm going to go ahead and get right into um, the big All In news for today. So yeah. as you mentioned earlier, we did get Tony Khan. Uh, he had a brief little appearance where he basically he, he basically you know said like we're on the road to AEW All In, and yeah. then played us a video package recapping the 200 episodes of dynamite which was very touching because you saw all of these big moments you saw all of these moments with brody lee mm-hmm. uh and and jay briscoe as well mm-hmm. uh, what'd you think of the video package the video was great kind of reminds us of moments that we maybe forget forgotten since they've happened there's a lot of stuff happening 200 episodes it's a lot to kind of remember there's been a lot of really dope moments throughout the year when it was playing i'm like yo dynamite is my favorite wrestling show ever like my favorite wrestling tv show ever like there's been so many amazing matches moments more like just matches like you want to think of just some random great matches probably happened on dynamite with some of your favorite wrestlers so i thought it was a really great way to kind of put the stamp on this 200th episode yeah, I agree. And I would have liked even more of that. But you know, with Dynamite, yeah. you only get a certain amount of time. So you don't get to see as many. But even then, I thought that was kind of cool to see. But here we go. AEW All In. We have our first match announced. And it just so happens that we now know what the main event is going to be. It is uh-huh. going to be MJF versus Adam Cole, baby, mm-hmm. for the actual title. Mm-hmm. After MJF went out there and basically talked about being bullied, abused, and cheated, uh, this was a some pretty much a babyface promo that ended with MJF basically saying that he's still a scumbag, but he's our scumbag. Mm-hmm. And he thanks Adam Cole for all of this and for being his best friend. When Adam Cole goes out there, uh, he kind of teases like a you're not going to get a rematch, right? And then yeah. he ends up fooling him and saying, you're going to get the match. Mm-hmm. And that is when it's announced. He get brings out a contract that, by the way, like people mentioned here, he did not actually read. Mm-hmm. Adam Cole signed it, and we're getting this match. Thoughts, Reg? That was a very pivotal moment there that uh, Max... I want to say Max is fooling y'all, man. I can't believe this guy. Even that baby face promo, I'm like, this guy's the devil. He's been telling us he's the devil for a long time. Every time he's done a promo, Denise, he's been like, I'm the devil. Don't believe me. Even if I tell you I'm not, don't believe me. So I can't believe him. I understand everybody wants the story. They want these guys to become tag champions. But MJF has told me to not believe him. So that's what I'm going to do until I get the moment that it happens like that. But Denise, I think this is honestly the best match they could have for the main event of All In. The lead up to this, the talk, there was a lot of talk of like, oh, they should do like an AEW guy versus like somebody from the UK or like some kind of match like that. But like these fans in the UK are going to an AEW show. They want to see AEW superstars. And which way, how do you cap off an AEW show? An AEW world heavyweight title match MJF's the champion against this guy that he's been a huge fan of for a long time. The best story that many are saying in their company right now. 
one-on-one for the AEW World Championship. We don't know what he signed in that contract. I think this is like the perfect scenario for this. I do too. And that's the thing, like a couple of months ago, we didn't really know what, what the landscape was going to look like in terms of, you know, what is going to be that big match for AEW all in. But mm-hmm. then also several months ago, when it was first announced that they were going to London, you yeah. were, nobody knew that the sales were going to be what they ended up being like no. literally they've already sold the tickets like tony <laughs> could just be like here is the bag of crap take whatever you want you know what i already made my money tickets yeah, seriously. already sold yeah. you know but the, and so i remember thinking like way ahead of time before we even knew all of this information that we know now but i remember thinking like okay in order for them to sell out aw all in they're probably gonna need you know cm punk kenny mm-hmm. omega like this is gonna be the way to go and right. like yeah of course i would have loved to see cm punk versus kenny omega or cm punk versus mjf because i do think those two matches are you know just a lot bigger but mm-hmm. MJF versus Adam Cole to me as the main event works specifically because, well, people like Adam Cole a whole lot. People like MJF and more so right now, the story that they're doing with them as, you know, besties and having this hot selling t-shirt, it's telling us that it is working. Do I think it's the biggest main event that they could have done? No, no, but it is working for the programming and the story that they are telling right now. Denise, we have to, we'd be remiss if we don't talk about your boy. What's up with your boy Roderick Strong? They oh, shoot I was the Roderick. Like my boy? <laughs> Who the fudge is my boy? They shoot Not to your Roderick boy Strong. Roderick Strong. He starts throwing chairs. He's mad. He got his neck brace. I'm like, what is wrong with this guy? Why is he throwing a fit in the back? Why is he throwing a hissy fit, Denise? I want to I want to first start off by giving some context to people here because we got new viewers that are probably going to be thinking that I'm the biggest <laughs> Roger Strong fan right now, and I do not want that to be the 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 what people think. I love Roger Strong in ring wise. I said this last week, but I'm going to say it again. I think mm-hmm. he's great in ring wise. Love him in ring. I watch him wrestle any day of the week. But my God, does he have the most annoying character on AEW television? right now he's clingy he's annoying he's crying we're supposed to be feeling bad for him i don't feel bad for him are you kidding me he's so annoying he's annoying he's crying he's the crazy ex-psycho girlfriend he is adam cole doesn't love me anymore he's he's gonna go home and smash all the pictures of him and adam cole he's gonna tear up his undisputed era shirt he's gonna just rip all of the memorabilia of them off the wall he's a psycho i'm like why is roderick strong going insane in the back here throwing chairs, slamming stuff, crying. I'm like, what is happening here? But people are saying that they think Roderick Strong is Adam Cole's lawyer, and he's upset that he didn't read that contract. (laughs) That's why he was mad. Here's the thing, though. If in the end of this, we get to a point where Roderick Strong was right, I'm going to be pissed. (laughs) I'm going to be so pissed. If that is the payoff, for Roger Strong of him being right, I'm gonna be so freaking pissed. You don't want Roddy to get to no. have one right. He gonna no, right. no, I do not want you tell me. You tell me. <laughs> Look at this. This is what I'm supposed to be. <laughs> for the audio listeners, we're putting up a picture of Roger Strong. You're telling me I want this guy to be right. <laughs> 
of course not. Ooh, He's the crazy ex-girlfriend that needs to get over the that relationship. It's funny. over. He's moved on to somebody else. Okay, I ah. do not want Roderick Strong to be right at the end of this. Seriously, I swear this guy is outside of Adam Cole's house with binoculars, like looking through the door. Like, what's what's he doing now? His wife is like, "Where are you, Roderick? Come home to your kid." This guy's outside with a sign saying, "Take me back, Adam Cole." What is going on here? <laughs> Roderick Strong, you're the Messiah the Backbreaker. You have history, man. You're a longtime champ, one of the best champions in independent wrestling history, and you're out here crying on dynamite? Exactly. Why do you okay? Here's the thing, really quickly, just to kind of give some perspective here. All right. To the viewers watching, Reg, I'll pose this question to you. Have you ever broken up with somebody? Like dump mm. them. And all of a sudden, they'd be calling you up being like, oh, my God, get back to me. Love me again. <laughs> be with me. I love you so much. Like, that makes you push them away more. Where You're right. like, I don't want to be with you. No, that's weird. If somebody's calling you being like, please take me back. And it's like the weird part about it, Denise, is Adam Cole's not even being like that. He's like, yo, chill. We're cool. Like, stop being weird. And Roderick Strong just can't stop being weird. Like my microphone that won't stop moving. And that's why they say whenever you break up with someone and you want them to come back to you, you have to act nonchalant like they don't matter. Like you have right. to play it cool. That is why they tell this, because then if all of a sudden you see your ex being fabulous. You're going to be like, how dare you be fabulous without like, me? Let's get back together. She went to the gym. She got some new shoes. She got a new wig. <laughs> she looking good. Like, I'm. maybe I'll call her back. Like, what's up? It's good to see you again, girl. It's crazy <laughs> out here. She got yes, the BBL exactly. now. Like, yo, it's lit. She got the BBL. BTW. Got the I just eyelashes. what BBL meant. What do you mean you just learned what BBL meant? I just meant? learned what BBL meant. What do you mean you just learned? How did you not know? What, when people were like, oh, she got a BBL, what did you think they meant? I don't know. But Big, this beautiful is, lip. It's Brazilian butt lift, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's what nice it is. Booty. I just learned mm -hmm. this yesterday because I was yesterday. watching it. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. I had this conversation yesterday. I just learned this yesterday. <laughs> Yesterday, I learned what BBL is um, because I was Ooh. watching um, the Kevin Hart special. Oh, yeah, yeah. The new mm -hmm. one. I forgot Peacock on which one. app. And he mm -hmm. did you watch it? I saw it. It's on Peacock. It's pretty funny. Yes. Okay. So yeah. in there, he talks about how women get the BBL and how they look like ants. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, some of and them. That's... I tweeted a, a few months ago. I was in LA for Mania Weekend and the BBLs there are god awful like oh. lock those doctors up take them to jail i was like they like did you look in the mirror after the doctor finished and you're like yeah you did it doc and the doc was like we killed it and slapped hands because that looks awful they need to kick you out of your practice and take you to jail <laughs> okay so you see what I mean, though, right? Like, I just learned it through Kevin Hart. So thank you, Kevin Hart. You guys should watch it. It's pretty funny. It's a very funny special. But also, plastic surgery here is, like, very common. Like, it's yeah. not even a big deal anymore. Like, people no. will tell you to your face, like, oh, I got all this done. And you're like, yeah. okay. It's like lips, eyes, head, ass. One time, I told abs. my friend. I told and Keep in mind, guys, born and raised in L.A. I told yeah. my friend I was like, I'm afraid of getting old. And I opened up to her about getting old. And I, I was, you know, struggling with that. And she goes, oh, sweetie, that's OK. She's like, you can just get Botox. Yeah, seriously. You live in L.A., Denise. You don't never have to be old. Like, shout out to Courtney Cox. But like, she's going to try to look like 
Rachel or Monica or whatever her name was in Friends forever. And people are going to do it. And Jennifer Aniston, too, like the whole Friends cast is going to look like the Friends cast. Actually, like you just get an AI like figure or something, Denise, eventually, like you could just send them out for you and it'll be fine. All right. Well, then don't judge me when I get my Botox. <laughs> I can't do it. But we got a, we got so many more super chats here. Uh, Jake Salazar says, Reg and Denise, please tell Will to book Jeff Jarrett and Goldberg versus Sabu and RV deal or I'll settle um, for CM Punk versus Jeff Jarrett. No, I'm not going to. Hey, man, got a nice, got some good reactions here tonight. Leonard Aaron's the third says, trust the man who is honest about being dishonest. Cole's the one we cannot and should not trust. He is on HBK. He is an HBK disciple after all. <laughs> Points Leonard. are made, Leonard. I mean, Leonard. he did learn from his dad, HBK. And any fact that he learned from his dad wasn't a good one because he taught him all his old tricks. Not like I'm the new dad with the bald head and the. Uh, cowboy hat like no 1996 tricks yeah although i know i did predict this by the way that it would be adam cole so when it does yeah. happen i'm gonna be the i told you so guy mm -hmm. uh hangover bob says brit versus rosa in a hardcore match was amazing these ladies are down for the violence let them do it for all in true heidi ho says a reunited undisputed era helps cole screw over mjf for the title oh <laughs> <laughs> not a fan I they gotta switch things up with Roderick Strong for me okay. to be like I'm you. on board with this. I, I'm with it. I'm with it. Jake Salazar de says Denise Roddy is basically Taylor Swift's music manifested as a human. Look, Jake, listen, Denise. Please. Listen, Jake's making some points here. No, Put that clip up of Roderick Strong throwing no. his hair for the, one of them 1989 jams no. over the top of it. You'd be right in here. No. I'm about Taylor crying Swift. outside of your window. Reg. Like Roderick Strong is that Reg. Here's the difference. Nobody gives a fudge about Roderick Strong right now crying, okay? <laughs> Taylor Swift, on the other hand, is selling out six nights at SoFi Yo, Stadium. I just saw a clip of uh, there's fans waiting outside Since right now for merch. Since 4 a.m. they've been Denise, there. what is wrong with y'all? Go to work. Do something. You can't be standing <laughs> outside did. for merch. We worked to get money for the merch. You're going? Yeah, I'm going tomorrow. Oh, my God. You're I so excited. I, I don't even know how you did merch. this podcast. I already bought merch. <laughs> this was one, one of the items I bought. How the, the excited are you right now, Denise? You know when you have senioritis because you're, like, graduating from high school and you yeah. don't even care and you're, like, going to go off and have a great life? That's yeah. how I feel right now where I'm like, I'm going to be done with work and tomorrow I'm going to go to Taylor Swift <laughs> I'm going to go have a great go, life. <laughs> I'm going to go have a great life. I don't care what's going on anymore. <laughs> That's great, man. Well, have fun. You're going to have fun. It's going to be insane. Y'all are wild. It's not like a, if that was the, a rap show with that many people, I'd be like, man, be careful out there. But like, you don't have to be careful. Just yeah. have fun out there. It's going to be a great time, man. Yeah. Uh, Jake Salazar says, love you, Denise. A good follow-up. Jake Salazar tries to stand my good graces here. <laughs> Blocka says, what if Swerve is MJ? What if the swerve is MJF didn't rig the contract and Cole cheats to win the title? How would you guys feel about an all-in main event double turn? I'm here for it. It's what I'm oh, expecting. Yeah, I mean, um, the story that they're telling now, like if they did some super double turn or switch, I'd be into it. I agree. The Pro Wrestling Podcast says, I just hope both these podcasters are having fun. <laughs> Definitely. Boggs Biega says, they book two pay-per-views worth of matches every time anyway. Just spread them over to events all in and all out. That solves that. What do you think? I think you're not wrong here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are but you got to have the world championship on both 
nights for me at least of course of course um do you do you think that maybe i don't know what they're gonna do anymore i just feel like there's so much happening and i am waiting for mjf to obviously mention cm punk and everything that cm punk had to say on collision yeah, and like, like that hasn't been mentioned. I mean, brought up by MJF, excuse me. That's what I feel like the all out main event is going to be. So I'm like, I don't think they're going to wait until that week to, you know, book it. But they can because it's CM Punk. They really don't need any time. If they're like, if they're like the collision the night before, they're like, yeah, we're doing this match tomorrow. People will be like, yeah, let's go crazy. So, you know. Or maybe what if CM Punk confronts MJF at all in? Right. Exactly. And then that sets it up a big moment. You have the big moment with them staring down in the ring. And then next the next Sunday, we're wrestling again. I love it. A nice cliffhanger. And all of a sudden you're on to the next to the next show. Yes, I'm here for that. So that does sound like a really great idea. Let's manifest it. Hopefully we do get MJF CM Punk at All Out. And to finally make this, you know, full circle situation where we got a real champion here with whoever it is. But anyways, uh, Richard Martinez says, um, Roddy definitely crying after this podcast. Seriously. With his neck brace too, Denise. I'm like, bro, have some dignity. It's not. The dignity has gone out the door, man. Out the freaking door. <laughs> Cadillac yeah. Carson says, just finished Dynamite. OMG, Sheeta won the title. This may have made my Wednesday. I uh, completely agree. Very nice mm-hmm. to see that celebration. I love seeing everybody here comment on that, by the way. Adam Legend says, a small detail was Cole hugged MJF with his fist balls, mimicking a backstabbing motion. I didn't notice that. I didn't notice that either. I'm going to have to go back and watch it. Adam Legend, please put on your resume that you pay close attention to detail. Good stuff there. Leonard Aarons III says, Thy kingdom come, ring of honor, Cole, incoming, y'all. Oh. Okay. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, I remember what they did today, and I was like, oh, okay, I see what you're talking about there. I see, I see what you're putting out there, Leonard. Leonard, thank you so much for the super mm-hmm. chat. Uh, seriously, thank you to everybody who's been sending these in. Um, all right, so let's go ahead and move on from here. And I want to go ahead and get into our next big topic. And the next big one is Rob Van Dam. So we knew that Jack Perry was going to be having this face-to-face with Jerry Lynn. And he comes out, Jerry Lynn, and basically says, you know, I would beat you down, but it would be child abuse. Yeah. And then he says, with all of the plates and screws in my neck, there's no doctor that could ever clear me. And so then he brings out RVD. And this was pretty much, we kind of already knew this going into it after, uh, you know, the reports that were put out there. But the moment that I freaking popped for was when, RVD came out to his old theme song, fucking Pantera, um, Mm -hmm. Walk by Pantera. Mm -hmm. Man, I will tell you, you know when you feel like you're at a concert? This is what that felt like. I I, Honestly, I was more excited for the song than I think I was for RVD. And I like RVD a whole lot. 100%. That's exactly how I thought. I love RVD. Like I tweeted, he's on my Mount Rushmore of ECW wrestler. So this is a great moment. But hearing that song was like, hey, yo, they got the song too. Tony Khan. Loving you putting out the money for these real licensed music. It just hits a little bit harder. Like RVD's dope regardless. Seeing him is always great. But that little added extra effect just made it even better. So we're going to be getting RVD versus Jack Perry next week week. um, for the FTW championship. Mm -hmm. What are your expectations of this match? 
You know, I've seen RVD. He hasn't stopped wrestling. He never stops wrestling because he smoked a lot of weed in his life, and it's helped him to uh, – his body is just full of marijuana, and it just helped him for a long time. He's just heals better than anybody else I could uh, relate. He um, is still – he can still do his thing, and I think the way that Jungle Boy works and the match that they'll lay out, it's going to work perfectly for RVD. It's an FDW title match, which means RVD could do all his classic plunder, bringing out the chairs – bringing out the putting him on the uh, guardrail and hitting the spin kick into the leg drops. It's going to be perfect. They're going to have RVD out there for just amount of time before people are like, who's this old guy in here? <laughs> That's what I was concerned about because I haven't seen RVD wrestle since like the last time I saw him in impact. Like when he right. was in impact, I think freaking 2020 was the last time that I actually watched RBD wrestle. So it's been a very long With time. With him and his girl, him. his girl was twerking the whole yes, time. Yes, yes. So that was really like the last time. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I don't know. You know, I haven't seen him recently. So what's he going to be like? But yeah. I feel like I, I think they know what they're doing. And I hope that this match that – uh, it works out and that it's enjoyable. I don't want to get a situation where all of a sudden we got everybody trashing RVD because I don't want yeah. to trash RVD. He's so freaking cool, man. Like I have exactly. so many fond memories of RVD like growing up. And mm -hmm. so I don't want any of those memories to be washed away. Yeah, no, I don't think they will be. They're going to showcase RVD exactly how he needs to be. And yes, exactly the same thing. Like I said, he's on my Mount Rushmore when ECW was hot. His match was the best. He never was the ECW champion. He was a world television champion, but still was the main event because that's how hot he was. The match, the way that he paced his matches, his big matches, it still hasn't been mimicked. Like people don't work like that just because it was his style for the time. It worked in this ECW environment. Like he couldn't take it to WWE. Like that style only worked in ECW and it's like never been mimicked again. And that's pretty impressive coming from a pro wrestler because everything is stolen and like nobody could steal his style he like he's a father of this kind of hardcore uh play to the crowd chill but still high impact and still wild style so this is great for him to see also a great thing of him having pantera as his theme music is we don't have to hear that god awful impact music that he had one of the worst themes in the history of the world rob van damn whole and show terrible i saw him do a live version of that denise in bakersfield there was an impact show and rvd was there and the live band was there and it was the worst thing i'd ever seen in the history of a musical performance i wanted to rip my ears off and throw them at the guys but rvd is awesome what year was this in bakersfield I think it might have been like 2010. I think maybe. that was there, Reg. Yeah, did yeah, he yeah. Do, did he do the photo session afterwards where yeah, like yeah, fans yeah. got to go into the and ring? There was and like Mr. Kennedy was there. And it, yeah, I think he did do the, uh, uh, a bunch of wrestlers came out and started doing the photo thing. So yeah. No, okay. So RVD, because I went to an impact show. I forgot when and where it happened, but mm. RVD was there and he ended up doing like a photo session afterwards. And so, you know, I, I paid my little money, got in the ring. Ring, and here's my story. So that was the first time I had ever been inside a wrestling ring. So oh. if you've ever been like, if you've never been inside of a wrestling ring, this was years ago. Like, I, I don't mm. know. I'm thinking like 20 something. I don't even know. It might have been one, like 2008. 
or something. I gotta, like I gotta look. Yeah. I have the picture on the internet. I have mm-hmm. it somewhere. I'm gonna pull it up. But anyway, so I had never been inside of a wrestling ring, and I mm-hmm. got in. And so clearly, your first time in a wrestling ring, every single fan is gonna be, you know, kind of moving around trying to they see what's up. They want to bounce off the ropes. Bro, every single. I fan did like one little jump. One little jump. And I got freaking yelled at by somebody <laughs> that was there, you know, organizing the line and stuff. They were like, hey, no jumping. And I was like, And you're just Sorry. a little girl, Denise, aren't you? Yeah. And I was like, damn, bro, I just did one little hop. Like, I just wanted to see what it was like. I was so excited. Yeah, it's unfortunate. That kind of same thing happened to me. I remember going to show. This was in like 1993. I'm aging myself. I'm sorry, you guys. Wait, 1993? Yes, this was also in oh, Bakersfield. No, at, uh, I was Baker's- like one years old. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're going to just skip right past it. I wasn't going to let you get your, <laughs> say your age. I was like, I know if I say this, you're going to say what year she's in for. And I'm going to feel like an old grandpa, but I'm going for it now. I was here. Like, so I went to a show. It was at Bakersfield College. I remember the main event was Razor Ramon and Diesel. It was great. And then uh, uh, at the end of the show was like, my mom was talking to like the ring announcer and he's like, you can get in the ring. And I was like, this is the coolest moment of my life. I just go to get in the ring and security guards like, get out of the ring, kid. You can't get in there. And I'm like, bro, <laughs> I'm, just so I'm just a little kid. I'm just <laughs> Why are you a talking to kid? me like this, bro? <laughs> okay. So also while I was trying to find the picture, I also real, uh, according to Facebook, the last time I saw RVD wrestle live, was back June 3rd, 2017. He did a match at PCW Ultra. Oh, yeah, 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 PCW. He did work a lot of matches for them. So that was the last time that I saw RVD wrestle live was in 2017. But I got to still look for that picture, though. I don't know where that's at. But anyways, uh, we'll move on from here. I'll eventually find it. We got Mm -hmm. some Super Chats to get into as well. And um, let's see what we got here. Let me make sure I'm... um, in the right spot okay hangover bob says this is straight up my favorite post show y'all are killing it love to see thank it thank you. thank you bob delayed grad says i love how AEW is giving so much love to old dcw its spiritual uh predecessor as much as wcw if not more paul Heyman must be loving it well one of the things that you i remember was when tony mentioned when sabu came out how much his dad shad khan loves sabu yeah, I mean, I think all the time he told a story like that today about this being the anniversary of the stretcher match with RVD and Sabu. And it was also the last time that Chris Jericho wrestled in ECW. So he has such a connection. He was at a lot of those ECW shows. And if you are connected, like I'm PWG young boy, everybody knows that because I was at so many PWG shows like that. I'm connected to it. Like that's like a pivotal time in my life. Like I always remember that. And that's how Tony treats ECW. So he's always going to pay tribute to it. And we're always going to see things like RBD being on the show. I mean, Taz is the commentator. Jerry Lynn's back there. Like it's an ECW tribute place for sure. We got Eddie Torres who says, first off, wish I could meet a shorty like you in real life. Second, I think Cole signed up to be the special referee so MJF can fight for the undisputed AEW championship against CM Punk. Holla. (laughs) Eddie, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for the generous super chat. And (laughs) Reg. I'm doing. I'm trying to make out how he says he thinks Adam Cole signed up to be the special referee, so MJF can fight for the undisputed Ooh, AEW y'all some championship wild boys out Punk. there, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, y'all are funny tonight. Woo, y'all are funny. <laughs> Do you think man. this is a possibility? 
Oh. He <laughs> okay, said well, he didn't yeah. read the contract. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Eddie, Eddie Torres broke Reg. Eddie Ooh, Torres broke Reg he right got now. Me good. That was a great super chat. <laughs> I couldn't handle it. You know what? I'll tell you this much. I haven't been called shorty in a really long time. It was actually pretty endearing. Like, ain't nobody calling me anything these days. <laughs> We got baby bash in the comments. Um, sugar, sugar. <laughs> I used to, I used to love the music video with baby bash. And my favorite was the UPS girl. I was you like, you were the demographic, like Denise. Of course you did. Wait, it's baby you were bash sugar, sugar. Cool anymore? No, not now. That was like a long time ago. He still be out doing his concert thing. Shout out to baby bash. Oh, I didn't know he was still like doing his thing, but I it's been such a long time since, you know, any of that. But sugar, sugar, how you <laughs> look so, so fine, fine or how you get so fine. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember wanting to look like the UPS girl. Go back and watch the music video. <laughs> she was good looking. I was like, I want to be her when I grow yeah, up. Yeah, no, there were some baddies in there for sure. For sure, for sure. Um, we got a super chat here from Meet Normus who says I'm still dancing because of the weed. <laughs> Uh, NV the engineer says RVD had the Tanahashi struggle walk to the ring yeah. and then threw that spinning heel kick fast as hell like it was 1997 trick job I, yes I was <laughs> nervous when he walked out and he was doing the but that's how he walks though that's how he's been walking at minimum since like 2012 or something like a long really time. that's just how he walks he just like walks like that he'll it'll be fine when the match starts all right, we got a super chat here from Grapple Geekery who says RVD was my favorite wrestler for ages and is my favorite ECW wrestler to this day. I met him at Waffle House after an ECW house show. He yeah. and his then wife were clearly high. He ordered a pile of food. Oh, Grapple Geekery sent me that on Twitter. Shout out to Grapple Geekery. That's hilarious and that's amazing. What's a pile of food? That sounds crazy. I mean, if it was what was what it was, what did he say? Waffle House? Waffle, oh, House. Waffle House. Oh, oh have, yeah, like, yeah. Sorry, I know exactly what you're talking about when you say a pile of food. He's going to have like a whole bunch Loaded of. Loaded like, on. Let me get the mm, menu. Just put it all on one plate. Yeah, 1000%. I missed the Waffle House part. I love it. I love it. Uh, we got a super chat here from Eddie Torres. Uh, didn't write anything, but thank you so much, Eddie, for mm -hmm. still sending this in. It's much appreciated. I'm still looking for my freaking picture with RVD and I can't find it. I give up now. <laughs> It's, I it's really somewhere. give up. It's now. on my space somewhere, Denise. Probably. Hector Rodriguez <laughs> says, Baby Bash, who's that? Y'all lost me. No. Baby Bash. No! We're California, sugar. Denise. It was on like the radio like every hour out here in California, you know? I so, can't uh, believe it. Oh, man. Thank you so man. much. My floor says the whole menu. Yeah. That's good. All right. Uh, let's go ahead and press on from here. And I want to go ahead and get into the elite stuff from the show because we ended up seeing the elite versus Jay Lethal uh, and Jeff Jarrett and Satnam Singh uh, in this match here. And this was all sorts of madness, man. Like yeah. we ended up seeing freaking the Hardys come in. We ended <laughs> up seeing Karen Jarrett, uh, mm -hmm. Hangman Page then hits a freaking buckshot lariat like out of nowhere to jeff jarrett we see yeah. kenny hit the v trigger i mean this was all just madness and then afterwards we do get to see the elites win and the yep. big news coming out of today that a lot of people woke up to is that the elites have resigned with aew so they're mm -hmm. sticking with them and um so they got their contract extensions all that good stuff uh let's start off with uh how you felt did you feel relief when you saw that, that the elite had resigned with AEW? 
<sighs> the most relieving news of the day, Denise. I was nervous. You never know, like, what WWE has a lot of money. Like, let's be real. If they, like I said, if they wanted to give it up, they could have gave it up. Like, I, I don't know how much money they could have offered them, and I wouldn't be mad at anybody for taking a big pile of money. So you do get nervous. But, yeah, it was a big sigh of a relief for them to say all the elite, Kenny, the Young Bucks, and Hangman are going to be here for the long haul. I'm ready to see the Young Bucks back in tag team action, ready to see Kenny in, t in singles action. There's no contracts looming over anybody's heads. We could tell all the stories we want without thinking anybody's going to leave. So this is great for the wrestling business. This is great for the alternative. This still puts prestige over here. It's like there's always going to be – Kenny Omega's over there, so it's a big deal. Like it's you know, like it, it's always going to be a viable alternate just because of the big kind of names that they are, and for them to continue, and we're still going to be getting amazing matches from these guys, and we're still going to get all the stuff that we've ever loved about them. This is great. I agree, and the thing that I did like too about that is that every guy kind of gave like a different reasoning for wanting to resign with AEW. Right. You know, I think it was Matt Jackson who mentioned how, you know, they are the, you know, the elite in AEW. Like this is like, they are the DNA of AEW and that played yeah. a big role. Another thing was that Nick Jackson mentioned was the schedule, mm -hmm. uh, not being able to do that, you know, maybe not wanting to go out there and go to WWE and do their schedule that they do because it's, you know, it's a brutal schedule. And then Hangman Page mentioned how he likes how AEW has basically helped the industry. It's helped yep. a lot of wrestlers make a living and he wants to continue to be part of that. Kenny Omega mm -hmm. spoke about how he has more freedom with AEW and he's able to pursue yep. other life interests. So I feel like almost every guy kind of covered a specific portion of um you know reasons why they wanted to stick with aw and this is the thing that i found interesting too is that when um kenny had said that they were all gonna stick together at blood and guts that's mm -hmm. a hard thing because reg keep think about this when you're planning your career it's a one-person decision right yeah it's totally. you you're gonna decide what you do and mm -hmm. so it is interesting to see that all of these people matt nick kenny uh, hangman that they all basically agreed to stay together and stay mm -hmm. in AEW like that's that's pretty interesting to me what's super interesting Denise also timing what little documentary came out this week talking about some stuff like this you know what I mean like super interesting timing after this Cody documentary there was all the AEW talk why did he leave what is this and then for like the rest of the guys to kind of stick together and stay in AEW just interesting timing, right? So when I watched the documentary and I heard what Triple H said, I was uh, like, oh, this is going to be all why? over Twitter. Why did he do this to us, Denise? <laughs> all over Twitter. I, it was a very brief portion of the documentary where it was talked about AEW. And, but there was that one little minor itty bitty you shot directed at them. And so then, uh, you know, Tony Khan obviously had his, things to say right. and obviously defending his company as he should right everyone should, should. so should. i feel like this was interesting and you know i know there's people that are siding with triple h there's people that are siding with tony khan i get it that's how it is i actually see them i think they're both right in this topic yeah um because there's there's right in what triple h said and there's right in what tony khan said and I think it's all fair and love and war, man. Everybody should be like, yeah, they are secondary promotion. It is this. It is this. It's this kind of energy because it's not all rainbows and butterflies. They're not slapping hands. There's not friends here, man. This is two competing businesses exactly. fighting 
for wrestling supremacy. So like, <laughs> yo, talk it. Triple H, say that y'all are the big dog. And then Tony Khan come back and be like, well, we about to do the biggest show of all time, Triple H. How that was the, that? that was the thing that I forgot to mention earlier was the tagline for AW All In was um the it was uh what was it the biggest wrestling his the rest biggest show in wrestling history something like mm-hmm. that I have it in here somewhere but what did you think when you saw that like do you think that was them kind of going yeah because if you Denise if you tell the big dogs that you're throwing the biggest wrestling show of all time, not a WWE show. Do you know how insane that even sounds? Like it does. Like I'm thinking about it now. I'm like, how? Because I remember being at WrestleMania 32, the big one in Texas. That's supposed to be like the big one, and that was like, this is insane. Like, why are there this many people here? And to think that another company that's not WWE is going to do that is like. As a wrestling fan that's been a wrestling fan for a long time, like even WCW, like they were doing some big numbers, but not like this. It's insane. And the actual slogan is the biggest event in wrestling history. Oh, that's even harder. You know, WWE likes words like to to say event. Oh, you're talking event. You're talking crazy. Yo, it's going to they're not going to respond lightly to this, Denise. Not at all. You know, I'm reading between the lines. Those are some fighting words right there. (laughs) The biggest event? What did you say to me? (laughs) And here's the thing. Oh, my God. Do you remember when WWE was promoting um, the greatest wrestling match ever? Something like that. You remember the greatest uh, wrestling match? Randy Orton. Thank you. Edge and Randy Mm. Orton. I remember it might have been Sean. I think he was the one that said that part of the reason why they did this so that when you Google the greatest pro wrestling match ever, that it pops up. So now if someone, you know, in 20 years from now goes, you know, little kid that maybe watch wrestling on TikTok, all of a sudden Google's the biggest event in wrestling history. Bam. What's going to pop up? Those guys are some characters, man. I never thought of that. I remember them saying that about this match and being like, shut up. That's not true. But thinking about it, if you Google the greatest match ever, Randy Orton and fucking Edge is going to come up. (laughs) Delete. To delete Google, just shut the whole thing down, pull the cord off the wall, and slam it on the ground like Roderick Strong slammed that chair because this is a travesty. Oh man, this is wild. This is wild. All right, uh, we got so many more super chats in here to get into. We got Andrew Scornia who says, From no fans watching live to the biggest live events ever, Sheeta deserves it. Crazy. WWE shit the bed with Drew McIntyre and AW showing how it's done. Let's effing go. Uh, Delayed Grat says, Police raid Vince in search of Ellie Knight's push and whoever told him to grow that mustache. But the elite staying in AEW are the biggest news today. Bro was trying to hide. I can't be mad at him. Like, I'm gonna get a mustache. I'm gonna get the surgery. They can't come in this hospital room, can they? You can't. Don't let them in here. My back hurts. I'm an old man. Don't take me away. You can't raid my things. I'm an old man. I'm in this wheelchair now. I just had spinal surgery. Like, bro, get in the car, Vince McMahon. You're going to jail. Red, you're killing me on this podcast. <laughs> oh my God. Leonard Aaron's the third says after watching the Cody mentory, it hit me that WWE is home to Cody the same way AEW is to the elite. Cody used AEW to yeah. get back home. The elite are looking to continue building and helping it grow. I love yeah. the documentary. I think they did a great job. There, there, there was some stuff where you're like, ah, they're bending the truth a little bit, but it's WWE. They've been doing that. Yeah, since walking forever. the line on this. I see. It's all good. But I mean, it's a wrestling documentary, Denise. I wouldn't expect any less. 
Yeah, yeah, but it was good stuff. I like the story that they told. And at the end, you know, of course, we wish it would have had a happy ending for Cody, but it is what it is for the yeah. Cody mentory, like Leonard says. <laughs> yes. uh, Steven says, did the Cody documentary change your opinion of the WrestleMania finish? No, I kept my same opinion where I'm like, shit, they <laughs> dropped the ball. They freaking fumbled, bro. Imagine it, how much it, nicer that would have been. Yeah, I'm saying, did it hammer it home that it like the opposite way of like, man, they really should have did it. Now they have this great documentary. This moment would have been broadcasted and he could have talked about it. But I, man, thinking about it, saying documentary out loud, it's like, OK, now they did it to probably to aid this documentary, like to give him that adversary so he could talk about like, oh, man, I really could have had it. So I don't but know. He should have gave him the damn championship already. at WrestleMania. Never. I don't I haven't seen the documentary. But that finish was crazy. You guys. Yes. And like, uh, it, and you don't need to see the documentary, obviously, to know the finish of that. You really don't. Yeah. But <laughs> I think about this, talking about the future, because I remember when I started watching wrestling and how I started learning the history of wrestling was I would watch the videos, right? The WWE right. would put out, yeah. <laughs> right? So mm -hmm. I would watch those videos, okay? And then, you know, I would go back and watch other things and kind of connect the dots, right? right? Think about this. Think about the future kid from now. That one day is going to be like, I'm starting to watch wrestling right now. He just yeah. starts, right? And then he goes like, oh, I want to learn about Cody Rhodes. I'm going to watch his Peacock documentary. <laughs> then goes and watches this documentary and it's like all getting the feels. And then in the end, he's like, oh my God, Cody didn't win at WrestleMania 39. Loser. This kid's going to go watch WrestleMania 39 and be like, this shit sucks. What did he do that <laughs> for him for? And that's like, I think about, like, I've just thought about that right now. Like, I know some people probably think I'm crazy, but people have different ways that they discover that is a way. And they yeah, start yeah. watching, you know, mm -hmm. it's like when people together. used to watch uh, Total Divas and then they would connect it kind of like that. You're exactly what you're talking about, Denise. Somebody's going to go on Peacock, see the the advertisement. Cody Rhodes, blah, blah, blah. You watch it. You're like, oh, man, he must have really finished the story at WrestleMania. Let me pull up WrestleMania. Then you pull it up and you're like, wait, what happened? Exactly. <laughs> Why did they lead me to this? exactly so it does suck and it sucks because it would have been a great story to the documentary Man. but it is what it is now what can you do uh hector rodriguez says if uh baby bash whatever that is didn't break denise reg will do something that will in this episode <laughs> and i think hector was right on this one yeah, hangover yeah. bob says i have a similar situation where i work i have been offered money to go to another company while realizing if myself and my friends go to that company, then competition dies. You need mm. competition. I like right. that hangover, Bob. I appreciate you uh, giving us like a real life example of how this can happen. Like, well, it is real life with the elite. <laughs> <laughs> you, we know what you mean. Though, the same storyline. But, you right, know, like, right, right. like people, us that are not on television yeah. every week, you know, right. that type right. of stuff. Yeah. Uh, Bob, thank you so much for the super chat. We appreciate that a whole lot. Um, all right, so let's go ahead and uh, continue on from here. Uh, let's get into the Mo Mogul Embassy. Um, oh, so, yeah. uh, Nick Wayne, I'm sorry, Nick Wayne, uh, AR Fox and mm -hmm. Swerve attack Nick Wayne at the Buddy Wayne Academy and leave this kid, this child, <sighs> a bloody pulp. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. What'd you think yeah. of this? I uh, loved it. Loved every moment of it. My favorite part of it is, yeah, so uh, AR Fox and Swerve invade Buddy Wayne's Academy. We've seen many videos of this. They set this up. So they pull up on here. They get in there and Nick Wayne's like, what the hell are you guys doing here? And then Swerve and AR Fox start talking a lot of crap to him. They get in there, start beating him up. 
They tell him to call Darby Allen. They're like, call Darby Allen. He's all bloody. His face is all bloody. Nick Wayne's like, you barely see out of his eyes. Unlocks his phone, calls Darby Allen. Darby Allen's like, hello? And Air Fox is like, nah, this ain't Nick Wayne. No, uh, Darby Allen's like, what's up, Nick? And Air Fox's like, nah, this ain't, this ain't Nick Wayne. This is AR Fox. What's going on? What's up? We'll pull up on your boy. Darby Allen goes, what? <laughs> I was like, dude, what, what do you mean what? Like, you hear the super villain on the other side of the phone? You need to get angry about this craziness. They punk out Darby Allen. He's nowhere to be found. He's yelling on the phone. Don't hurt him. Don't hurt him. You better help. Help him. Don't do that to my friend. Acting like Roderick Strong on the other side of this phone. This is crazy. They leave Nick Wayne bloody, Denise. It's a horror scene after this, at the end of this. Nick Wayne is destroyed, just turned 18, realized his dream, trying to fix himself in his own ring. Tribute to his dad. And here come these two crazy men to beat him up in his own home, leave him bloody. Great scene. Uh, I love the pairing of AR Fox and Swerve. Them looking like two just super villains terrorizing this kid. Darby's nowhere to be found. I loved it. It was good stuff, man. The visual, the overall like production part of it. I loved it. I think like, uh, you know, every, whoever's like everybody that's working on putting these videos and these packages together in AEW is literally doing a tremendous job with these yeah. because they're always so different and they're mm-hmm. fun and they work and, and they don't come off as like cheesy or yes. corny. Like they come off as like legit. And that's what mm-hmm. I personally like. Like when I was seeing Nick Wayne, they're bleeding. I'm like, oh my God. You know, like I'm sorry, I'm feeling bad, you know, like you got yeah. me. And right. so it was something that definitely uh, I enjoyed seeing. And uh, it didn't feel out of place in the show, right? Like no, it felt no. like a good part of the show. Exactly. Let's rewind to the top of the show. We did get Chris Jericho and Kenoshka Takashita versus Sammy Guevara and Daniel Garcia. Mm-hmm. Uh, Don Callis cheats and uses uh, the bat to hit Daniel Garcia when the referee isn't looking. Jericho's all trying to act like he's never done anything bad in his life. And it's like, what the <laughs> F? He's all shocked. Like, oh, my God. And I'm sitting there going, bro, you've done some shady stuff on TV. What are you talking about? All of a sudden, Mm -hmm. you're the good guy. Anyway, so he then rushes in and pins Daniel Garcia. So he takes advantage of the situation. And Mm. then he acts like guilty about it. And uh, it's basically said that he made his choice. He's being with Don Callis and the family. And then later on, it is um, Matt Menard confronts Chris Jericho and says, we're going to have a mandatory Jericho Appreciation Society meeting next week. And I'm like, why? (laughs) He just beat two of your guys and was okay with doing it unfairly. Yeah, come on. The writing's on the wall, Matt. Like, what do you want him to say? Like, you want him to hit you with a bat too? Like, he watched it. He faked like Denise. That is funny. Like, we've seen Jericho be the most dastardly He's did all kinds of what he's punched a person's wife in the eye, dude. He punched Shawn Michaels wife in the eye. We saw him do that. And now he's over here like, oh, Don, don't do this. Liar. Exactly. But anyway, so this feels like, you know, Andy doesn't want to play with them anymore. That's the vibes (laughs) that we're getting here. It is. Damn. He's just throwing them in the trash. They're like, please don't do this to us, Jericho. And he's like, "I I have to. Exactly. Like he has, he's been confronted multiple times on AEW television Hasn't given them any hope that he cares about the appreciation society. No. Nope. So Mm-mm. move on. Get over it. Move All right. On. So like we are too. Wish, I do wish that they would have milked the Sammy Jericho breakup a lot more because they did have, you know, this bond, this friendship. And I think they could have done a lot more creatively with that. 
Personal. Yeah, it kind of leaves uh it feels kind of flat for Sammy's side of it. I like yes. the Jericho and, and, and Don part, but like for what they were building to and kind of what this is building from, like Sammy needed a little bit more meat, I, I feel like, but I think it's it all work out. And if we they got push Sammy after this, I don't know. That's true. That's <laughs> definitely true. Okay, so this next match, I can't believe we're over an hour and we haven't even got into this match. It is the anything goes match between oh. John Moxley. Versus Penta El Cero Miedo versus Trent Barretta. Wow. Now, my friends, if you did not watch this match, please go out of your way to see it. It was very enjoyable. It was mm -hmm. a very nice, fast-paced, violent match. And we had some really great moments. I'm just going to highlight some of the big ones that included uh, Trent literally doing the six suplex onto John Moxley, where he had two tables set up on the outside. And from the camera angle, Reg, it kind of looked like the tables were set too far and i'm yeah. nervous going oh my god they're not gonna land on those tables but right. they landed on those tables very nicely and it was a big moment we see an avalanche destroyer through the table from penta to trent and immediately after this mox spears moxley spears penta uh into this table we get mox bringing up the thumbtacks and he is literally putting these guys through the thumbtack thumbtacks thumb <laughs> can't even say thumbtacks anymore uh he gets that's uh, Penta with a God style pile driver. And then he slams them onto the mat. So Penta's got the full on uh, thumbtacks on the back. Ooh. And uh, eventually we see like just some more back and forth action. We I did like seeing Penta and John Moxley exchange rights and lefts at one point. That was really good. Uh, but in the end, we do see the paradigm shift from John Moxley to Penta and Trent uses this opportunity to take out Moxley. And when he takes out Mox Moxley, he goes on to Penta and gets the one to three. So essentially stealing the victory from John Moxley, but not in a way to me that screamed heel in a mm -hmm. way that was like, you know what, bro, you fucked up and he took advantage of this. Good for him. Yep. And Trent Beretta, um, wins this match and afterwards we get this whole altercation between the bcc and the best friends and this is leading to uh the parking lot brawl uh numero dos because we got one uh literally back in 2020 that was rated five stars between chuck taylor and trent against yep. uh ortiz and santana and we're going to be getting this match on rampage in jacksonville mm-hmm a whole lot of stuff happened here but the main part of this i thought was Trent Beretta was the MVP of this match. John Moxley wasn't the one bleeding. Trent was the one bleeding, but Trent was working so hard in this match. He always works hard. Trent Beretta is, I hate this stupid word, but a really underrated wrestler. Like, I think, like, they've given him a lot of opportunities, but they really had, like, he's still, there's still so much that he has to give. And this right here, showed it this is workhorse he was working hard he was in every spot he needed to be in not taking away from penta and, and moxley because they were amazing but trent really showed that he deserved to be in there with many who many consider to be the big big stars of AEW. so i thought he was great that avalanche canadian destroyer through the table was insane and yeah just like just like you said denise i thought that the way that he won the match he outsmarted john moxley more than like haha i'm a heel i got one over on he's like you brought all this crazy shit in the ring but i'm the one that got the win in the end and then them setting up the parking lot bra uh moxley and yuda coming through the crowd but then cut off by orange cassidy and chuck was dope them all brawling 
leading to a six-man trios match, maybe, potentially, between the best friends and BCC, which is also going to be great. So I like all of this. I do too, man. You nailed it with everything that you said there. I agree. And with, especially with the stuff about Tremperetta, man, mm-hmm. I can go back to like my early shows where I was, you know, covering AEW Dynamite and Tremperetta was always the guy where I'm like, dude, anytime he's in a match, I want to see more of him. Keep doing more with him. Yeah. And I do agree. I think he's one of the most underrated guys that they have in AEW. And mm-hmm. I, every time I always think that he's on the precipice for something big and yeah. then he kind of gets casted aside and I'm like, mm-hmm. what are you not seeing? and Trent Beretta like there's mm-hmm. something here like with Trent that I think if he had like the full support of the company like really pushing him I truly think that you can get so much more out of Trent Beretta I mean in terms of like bigger status matches singles run that yeah. type of situation yeah totally and then best friends need before their run here is over in AEW to be the tag team champions they've been here since the beginning kind of defending being uh you know a tag team that's always kind of in the mix and i think they've shown recently with bcc that they could turn it up to different levels chuck taylor we can't leave him out he's also an amazing wrestler and i think he has a lot more to show too so i hope that they keep pushing these guys and being in there with bcc and hopefully brian comes back and he's involved with them then they get it too so this is this is it we got a super chat here from Grapple Geekery who says, start calling him Jer- Jerimo with this acting. Jerimo. Jerimo. <laughs> Grapple Geekery, thank you so much for the super chat and making us laugh. Uh, we got one last thing to talk about, and that is uh, Ozzy Open versus Alijo Del Vikingo and Commander for the Ring of Honor Tag Team titles. A really nice action-packed match. Literally what you would expect from these two guys with Ozzy Open retaining. Uh, anything additional that you want to add or say about this match? Spot foo, great way. I love that Commander and uh Vikingo had matching gear. They did some great flips. They did the double 450 spot that Kenny Omega and Kota Bushi did. So they have to fight each other next week on Dynamite. Book it, somebody. I don't know. Put it down. But if they did the spot, that means that they got to fight. Now, I want to see more of this tag team together. Them having matching gear just makes me excited that they're going to do more tag matches. But Kingo and Commander versus the Young Bucks, Denise? Please, serve it on a platter. Serve it on a platter here for us. Serve it on a platter. Um, So this was a big episode because it was 200 200 days, 200 episodes of AEW Dynamite. But I do want to take a second and thank each and every single person who tuned into the podcast and also supported this podcast because this has been, Reg, our most super chatted show that we have done. We got 67 super chats today. Y'all are cool. That is huge. That's a lot. Or just Huge. an hour uh, as somebody who does three hour podcasts like that's a lot and you guys are amazing thanks for coming along for this ride i had a great time and like it's even better that i like i'm just having fun and they're supporting like this it's like yo you guys that's cool seriously we cannot thank you guys enough and even if you just came in here and hung out like we thank you guys so much for being viewers and before we go i do want to let you guys know that we are available to listen on apple podcasts on spotify uh please if you are maybe not interested in video podcasts you just want to listen to the audio version those are available on uh, apple and spotify the links are in the description box below if you watch the show and you enjoyed the show please go leave a review i read the 
them every Tuesday, every single time you guys send in those reviews. I read them uh, here on the show because they really help out a whole lot. And the higher the show gets ranked on Apple Podcasts, the more that new viewers will come and find us. So I'm trying to get us that spot, keep climbing higher and higher. So if you guys can, please make sure to leave a review. Um, Before we go, Reg, please let the people know where they can watch your uh, additional work. Uh, as always, you can catch me every Saturday on the Graph City Podcast with Philip Lindsay. Uh, we got some new interviews coming out very soon. You can catch me every Wednesday here with Denise, and every Wednesday I'm also with Mike on Indeed. And Thursdays, uh, some Thursdays is Ask Graph City, and every Thursday is the ROH Post Show with Kate. And they just announced the match of All In. We're getting into All In season, kicking it off really hot. Immediately after All In is going to be the All In post show on the Fightful Network, and it's going to be your boys from Graph City, Philip Lindsay and Righteous Reg are going to talk about all the great happenings. Denise is going to be there live. It's going to be such a great time. We're all excited about this. It is going to be a good time for sure. And also, I want to take a second to uh, wish a happy birthday to Patrick Scrogans. Uh, it's his birthday, and he chose to spend hey, it with us here today. And he's also a YouTube member. So, Patrick, really a happy birthday. Um, as for me, you guys know, click that subscribe button. You guys can find me on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram. And um, also, I will be back on Friday for the SmackDown post show. And then Saturday, I will be here for a SummerSlam watch along. Who knows what the hell is going to go down on that? Make sure you guys come join, come hang out. It'll be a really good time. Thank you to everybody who took part in this episode. And we will catch you back here next week for more AEW Dynamite conversation. Peace.